Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Gina. And I'm Jason. And this week we're talking about Blade Runner. 2049. 35 years after the original... Finally, the long-awaited, perhaps unawaited sequel. Uh, This film takes place 30 years after the previous one. In that time, not much has changed. Replicants are still being treated with contempt by their human overlords. Uh, But there's a new Blade Runner in town, played by Ryan Gosling. And in a twist, he's both a Blade Runner and a Replicant. Uh, we're not going to get too much into the plot. I think there's a lot that's uh, being written about this already. People getting into the nitty gritty, trying to untangle the the different meanings, the different kind of mythologies of the replicants. So we're just going to offer like pure, pure review. Oh yeah, uh, Jason, you only recently saw the first film, literally three days ago, yeah. which. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people would beat you up for not for being a, a reviewer and not having seen the original Blade Runner. Uh, but I'm not one of those people. Um, how does this one compare? Yeah, well, I, I did really feel like it, it was something that had to absolutely happen before seeing the, the new film. Um, as far as how it compares, I mean, I think that it it is very much a, like a spiritual successor to the film. I think it was actually quite... Um, kind of a feat that they were able to capture a lot of the same vibe of the original film while still managing to um, work a little bit with it and carve out kind of a world and a little bit of a mythology of their own in this film. Nothing had changed, though. I mean, even though 30 years have passed, it looks, I mean, it's, it's different, but in terms of like how advanced this sort of civilization is what it's like it looks exactly the same yeah, as the first one just like a little less people around on the earth i guess yeah or something but yeah yeah it it, it does have um i mean it is re- remarkably similar even um it feels like it could be in the same the same world same time same place uh yeah but i think you know this is possibly because i've only now seen the original blade runner and i didn't have this like attachment to seeing it perhaps at a young age perhaps at a a very vulnerable time in my life. Um, yeah, I mean, I found it pretty good, but not like, you know, um, earth shattering. This is amazing. the first one you yeah, need the first now. One. Mm. And so I didn't have this like holy cow of the the first film and like, is it going to live up to the hype? Is it not? Whatever. Um, I think it actually, in my opinion, is kind of, uh, it has a similar impact as the first film where, visually quite rich it doesn't it doesn't have like the sort of impact the first film had in the sense that it was quite novel for the time and kind of invented like cyberpunk um at least in the the film aesthetic but the yeah um i felt that it was kind of mostly relying on style over substance and there is some source material of yeah, it's based on Philip K. Dick, at least the original one was. Um, and it sort of centers around these presumably kind of deep questions about uh, the nature of 
reality and what it means to be a person and especially in the age of like increasingly blurring the line between um sort of real human experience and simulation um which has been done before so yeah i don't know i i felt that uh there wasn't a whole lot of like new ground happening but i was kind of not super i wasn't super disappointed by that because the film was just kind of interesting to watch from a visual perspective people um a lot of people are like losing their marbles over this yeah. this film um and basically i think there there hasn't been a bad review of it but i would say you know which is not surprising it's a really good film um i really enjoyed it i thought also like you that it was kind of more enjoyable than the original in a way um but uh yeah you know some of the praise it's getting is is just like living in the land of hyperbole you know it's like it's the best sci-fi film ever made mm. uh mind-blowing you know asking all the deep philosophical questions of our time um on which point i feel like if there's one thing that my undergraduate philosophy degree allows me to do is to to kind of decide <laughs> whether something's a philosophical question or yeah. not um and I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think this film really did that necessarily. I mean, it kind of, uh, it, it maybe poses some pretty obvious questions, most of which are posed by Jared Leto himself, oh you know, God. in the guise of um, Mr. Wallace, the evil robot designer. Architect, yeah. Um, you know, but, but they're kind of, they're all along the lines that, that we've been quite familiar with, you know, as, as people who watch sci-fi. Yeah, I also feel like this, all of the questions that were raised by this film were raised in a better way by... AI um, many years ago. Yeah. And this in, in, doesn't in term, break any ground. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's basically the exact same sort of um, story as that, but with like in the Blade Runner universe. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I also had a hard time sort of getting on board with like this being an amazing pinnacle of cinema. I mean, I think it was just, it was, it was nice and it was entertaining. Mm. I do I do have to say though I think um it did manage for me to do something that very few films and and not that many sci-fi films do uh which is I did feel really emotionally engaged in it and I think you know I could say I would count the amount of films that have done that on one hand you know and it would be actually AI which I found similarly very kind of moving Poignant. um mm-hmm. interstellar uh was another film and arrival? possibly arrival yeah, yeah which is the you know Denis Villeneuve's other kind of famous film before this um so i do yeah i i think it 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 definitely does it doesn't break ground but it really is genuinely a very very good film i mean i i would disagree that it's kind of all style no substance i mean i think there is a lot there i'm just not sure that it's it's what people are saying is there or what they're seeing in it and this seems to be kind of part of a general trend as we were talking about before to to sort of try to put all this um kind of baggage of ideology and and theory and philosophy onto films you know whether that's feminism or dealing with race issues or gender issues or you know in this case kind of like the the questions about what, what makes you what makes you human um, I that just doesn't feel like they need to be there. Yeah, I think the other thing that's interesting about um it being such a big deal to people about the fact that this film is sort of asking um sort of deep uh, philosophical questions is it kind of points to 
how pop culture is really at this point just absorbing everything. Um, whereas before it would perhaps be more um, okay with its role and serving more as a entertainment or um, sort of um, as art. And now um, increasingly for various reasons, it, it seems like it is, has the role of, um, of, yeah, of being the thing that like, you know, makes us use our brains and uh, challenge our assumptions and uh, think about the human condition, which is kind of um, terrible in a way because it doesn't seem like it's well-suited to the medium, especially because at the same time, um, there's been, in my opinion, a general sense that there's, um, that things have been being, that things have been um, dumbed down more over time for um, mainstream audiences and profit. All that notwithstanding, I, I do think while I was watching this that it um, it does seem very much like a film for our time, in particular the way it kind of describes the future as being, I mean, A, really fucking depressing and dark, um, but also, you know, maybe the kind of the side messages about environmental degradation mm. uh, and nuclear warfare and what that's going to look like actually uh um, yeah that was a pretty disturbing thing about the film because it feels like it's so just like we've got one foot in that door yeah it it feels like i i can't imagine that the first one felt as i, I mean, maybe it did i don't know but i don't remember the 80s being quite as sort of dark mm. as the times that we live in now where you do think that like this this is almost a documentary of the future potentially yeah um yeah it's pretty amazing too that the original blade runner it's it's vision of the future was set two years from now yeah 2019 um and yeah i mean it definitely it still feels like well we're not really quite quite there but um it feels like that still feels like a, a weird near future dystopian as well um yeah, yeah. kind of well, scary stuff yeah <laughs> the new one has better advertising it's all 3D now. Yeah. Holograms. It's a way of the future. Thank God for that. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Ciao.